over the years. Okay. Well, hello, 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 everybody. How's everybody doing out there on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? I am just wanting to make sure that we are live. Yes, we are. All right. So welcome to A Queen's Roundtable Show. I am so excited today. My name is Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. I am your host for A Queen's Roundtable Show. We are here every second and fourth Sunday of the month. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We had a few technical difficulties. However, we are ready to go, and I hope you are too. So thanks in advance for those that will join us live and for those that will catch the replay. So without further ado, I have a guest here today that oh, I'm just so excited to hear from, and you will be too. So stay tuned, and I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much. It's always an honor to to you know go to go live with you and to be interviewed by you. My name is Laverne Denise, and I am two things actually. I am a licensed hypnotist, and I am a happily single woman who has never been married and does not have any children. And what I like to do is kind of marry if you will, who, who I am with what I do. And so I, I think I've, I've even recently, I've been considering specializing in hypnosis for single people, believe it or not, to help them better embrace their singleness and to realize and to really understand that we are all single. It doesn't matter if you're married in a relationship or not, you are still a single individual. And how you wear your singleness and how you navigate through life makes a world of difference. So that's who I am and what I do. Mm. And I, I read that in your, I guess it was in your bio, that whether we are married, whether we're engaged, you know, in a, in a long-term relationship, we are all single. So I can't wait to hear more about that. I, I am so excited. So ladies, when you join us, please, I, I have the comments up here. So whatever questions or comments you have, feel free to pop them, pop them in the comment section and I will make sure that we address you. All right. So Miss Laverne, so tell us a little bit about just to get some particulars out there. Um, how long have you been practicing? Like how long have you been in business? What state are you in? Do you practice? Do you have a physical office space as well as um, a virtual space, like you know, and is your family there? Like where you're living right now? Is that where you grew up at? Okay, I have been licensed for about almost three years now, and I kind of transitioned into hypnosis before I retired. Uh, I retired. In fact, November will be a year, so I'm a recent retiree, and I knew I'm in the, in New Jersey. And I do not have a brick and mortar office. So there, you know, the pros and cons of that are that when the pandemic hit, it forced a lot of people who have brick and mortar offices to kind of segue over to virtual hypnosis sessions. But I had been doing that all along. So it really wasn't, I have to catch up, if you will, to, you know, uh, to that part of it. But as I mentioned, I'm in New Jersey. I recently retired and I knew that I wanted to have something 
to transition to as a retiree. This is not the first business that I've had. I, I had a voiceover business uh, probably, I would say 14 years ago, where I did some radio commercials and voicemail greetings. And my dream was and still is to voice an audiobook. You know, that's that's always been my, you know, number one goal on my bucket list. So that, you know, a hip, being a hypnotist is not my my first foray into entrepreneurship, if you will, but it is my latest one. And I knew that for my personality, I am a person person. I like to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I like to get to know them. I like to talk with them and, you know, and hear what's going on in their lives and offer positive affirmations whenever I can. So hypnosis kind of fit really good, you know, into that vein. And for those who don't know, hypnosis is simply relaxing your mind, calming down your, your breathing and relaxing your body, I should say, and allowing your imagination and your focus to open up so that the hypnotist can access your subconscious mind where 90% of your memory and data is stored to help you overcome so many issues such as insomnia, anxiety, pain, low self-esteem, phobias, and even addictions such as overeating or smoking. So it, it, it basic, when I became certified, I learned that we are so powerful, number one. And by just using, as I said, your imagination and your focus, our subconscious minds, whatever you believe in your mind is usually what manifests in your life and throughout your body, in your health, in your well-being, you know. So by helping others access or harness the power that we all have, it allows me to help people overcome, you know, and, and just lead better lives. And as I said, as a single woman, I'm, I'm kind of narrowing in on helping people understand their singleness. Again, doesn't matter if you're married in a relationship, widowed, never married, coming out of a relationship, wishing you could get out of whatever, you're still single. And how you wear that and the energy that you bring to that existence can really change your life. I know I was rambling and going on and on, but I, I hope that I answered all of your questions. Yes, you did. You know what, you answered them all, but now I have I have more questions, of course. <laughs> and that's what, we, that's what we're here, we're here for, right? Because I'm pretty exactly. sure a lot of people are interested to know. So you have opened me up to hypnosis. I mean, because I'll be honest with you, you now I'm a licensed clinical therapist, but hypno, I'm, I, you know, I've never um, known anyone that's practiced hypnosis. I've never, you know, encountered anyone that has received hypnosis. You know, so I'm pretty sure that a lot of people out there, you know, kind of like really curious about it. Um, so I guess, how did you, how did you come to be interested? in hypnosis? I mean, you know, was it just something like, like an inch, like something sparked an interest in you? You know, did you receive hypnosis? Did you know someone else that did? Like, how did all, how did that come about for you? That's a very good question. 
For me, it was a combination of, believe it or not, my temperament. Um, I'm in, an introvert and introverts can do any and everything. But I find that one of my previous work careers, I worked in HR for about 13, 14 years, a lot of interviewing. So I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one talking with people and I enjoyed that so, so much. And for me, when I learned that number one, hypnosis is natural and holistic, you know, you don't have to take medication to be hypnotized. You know, there's not a lot of stuff you have to buy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It's all about you and your power and your desire to transform your life. So that number one attracted me to it. I like the fact that it's holistic, you know, and it's very healthy. I like the fact when I did my research that it's been proven to help so many people overcome so many issues. So the holistic side of it, the fact that the, the individual has all the power, you know, you, you've heard stories where people have gone to the doctor and they receive some bad news. And then when they come back a month or two later and they retake the x-rays, that everything is cleared up. You know what I mean? Some people can use, you know, when I learned that the, you can use the power of your mind to actually heal your body, of certain illnesses and condition, you know, because a lot of them are stress related, you know, and, and in due to our lifestyle or our diets. So when I learned all that hypnosis can offer, that kind of drew me right in. Absolutely. Just, just the, the, the pure, the sheer benefits of it and how simple it is and how effective it is. Wow. And you know, <laughs> Again, this may, you know, I guess kind of show some of my ignorance in reference to hypnosis. But, you know, I wasn't even sure if if individuals would take any sort of medication or any, you know, any sort of sedative or anything to set it up. But, you know, hearing this for, from you now, you know, some people may have wanted to try it. And actually, I think I'd like to try it myself. You know, like, like you said, it, it's safe. You don't you're not you know, being given any sort of medications or, you know, because I'm thinking back to some different episodes. This is so crazy that I've seen on TV. Like I remember this one Columbo episode and the young lady was being hypnotized and, you know, it was all centered around her being hypnotized. So she would, you know, kill herself and like jump off this, you know, this cliff or whatever, or balcony. And he was like giving her injections, you know, but of course, you know, Columbo was filmed in what, like the 60s. So, you know, but at any rate, I'm just saying all that to say, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's different myths out there around, you know, hypnosis. And, you know, there may be some people that may be curious about it and want to try it. And, you know, and that that's important to know that it's, you know, very safe, you know, to be able to do. Now, you know, I know you mentioned in terms of addictions, and phobias. And I know that's a big one. Um, and especially amongst women, especially African-American women, depression, anxiety, you know, and then when you move into some of the heavier, um, you know, anxiety disorders like phobias, you know, um, that this could be something that, that could really, really be beneficial to individuals. So now let, let me ask this, in terms of the, the, the hypnosis, do you, 
recommend it, or, or is I'm pretty sure, sure maybe it's on a case to case basis. Like, how do you know how often this would need to be done? Okay. Research has proven that it takes about 21 days to break an old habit, create a new habit, whatever it is. And so hypnotists, we recommend that over a 30 day course that you try to get in three sessions, you know, and within that time, and, and what I also, as an added value, whenever I have a client, I get their permission to record the audio from their hypnosis session so that I can mail them that MP3 file and they can go back and listen to their session as much as they want. So not only do you have your session, but you receive an audio of your session if you choose. And that helps facilitate the techniques and the tools so that you can ultimately change that habit or create a new one, whatever the case may be. And it's just, you know, hypnosis, you, 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 a lot of people think that's mind control. A lot of people are introduced to entertainment hypnosis, if you will, or stage hypnotists. And they see someone up on a stage and before you know it, people are, they call people up and they're clucking like chickens and barking like dogs. And that's well and good, but that's not what I do, you know, and some people, even in the religious community, feel that mm-hmm. hypnosis is mind control, mm-hmm. that it could be evil and you need to stay away from it. But I, I, I give exa- the example that hypnosis is like praying. It's like meditating. It's so natural. And in fact, in the course of a day, a lot of us go in and out of self-hypnosis and we don't even know it. If you're a daydreamer, if you've ever been driving and you miss your turn because your mind is a million miles away, or if you watch a movie or you're reading a book and someone calls you and you are so engrossed into what you're doing that you don't even hear them the first time. And before you know it, they're yelling and then you snap out of it. Perfect example of self-hypnosis. That's wow. how natural it is. It, all it is is like a deeply relaxed, people call it a trance and sometimes trance has negative connotations but again it's just daydreaming it's just your mind is somewhere else your conscious mind is really opened and engaged imagination your focus all of that is just like pinpointed together and you that's what hypnosis is so i i always try to tell people it's so natural you know and you would never do or say anything under hypnosis that you wouldn't ordinarily do or say you know okay. if, if i had if i had you hypnotized and i said by the way jackie what is your social security number not going to happen your eyes are going to pop open and you know our subconscious minds will protect us from anything you know, anything that doesn't feel right or anything you know that you don't feel safe doing or saying when you're fully conscious, believe me when I tell you, you're not going to do it when you're hypnotized either. Okay. You know, unless deep down, you don't mind doing that, you know, right. or, or you, you know, it's okay with you on some level. So you always have the power and you always keep control. No one can control your mind. I can't program you. I can't make you do 
anything you don't want to do. So let I want to be very clear about that. So a couple of things. One, ladies, let me apologize to you, but I guess I'm, I'm we're streaming from a few different places, and I didn't see the comments right here on the screen. But Tanya, Tanya, and Osentola, hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, joined us and had some very positive things to say. So uh, Tanya and um, Osen, am I saying her name right? Osentola. Oceantola, yeah. Oceantola, okay. States that they are happy, a happy hypnotist client. Okay. So they really, really, so they, you've worked with them before. Okay. I have. I've worked with them. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I appreciate the support. That's awesome. So I wanted to, you know, say hello to you, ladies, and um, thank you for joining. And Oh my God, I just forgot what I was going to say. I'm telling you, well, sometimes these senior moments hit me. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, the religious piece. Mm. I want you to kind of talk about that because, you know, um, obviously, you know, we as African-Americans, we are very, very, um, and I hope some you know people don't get offended by this, but we are very <sighs> religious and you know, and spiritual, but <laughs> but the whole religion piece is is a big part of who we are. And I know that there's a lot of things, you know, along the lines of like hypnotism, hypnotism, is that a word? Hypnotism, and things like um, astrology that really ruffle feathers, ruffle the feathers of the uh, religious community. So. I'd like for you to kind of talk a little bit more about that, if you don't mind. Yes, um, there were astrologers and seers and those types of individual in biblical times as well, because there are recorded instances, you know, where King David and, and other, you know, prominent figures in the Bible consulted with seers and or prophets. So. The only thing I can say is whether you're religious, whether you're spiritual or not, and it goes back to being single again, you're still your own person. If you, and a lot of people have trauma and things that they've repressed, you know, deep within their subconscious minds that are causing them a lot of dis-ease. If you feel and it's funny because prayer and meditation are basically what hypnosis is so what a lot of spiritual people may not even realize is that you're kind of dealing with it anyway when you pray you get really still you get quiet reflective and you're hoping and yearning and imagining and visioning those you know the conditions or whatever you're dealing with overcoming them. Hypnosis is just doing exactly the same thing, but you're working with a certified individual who knows exactly how to give you tools and techniques to overcome those issues. In other words, you have 
help. You're doing it like almost a buddy system, you know, and we're all suffering with something. Mm -hmm. So, and, and sometimes there's even um, cultural differences. People feel that people of color aren't into hypnosis. You know, we're not into that new age, you know, kind of stuff. We, we don't do that. That's for others to do. Again, total misconception, because like you said, Jackie, we're the ones who are suffering. I, I won't say the most, but we have a lot on our plates nowadays in this political and this climate of social unrest. So much going on. Why wouldn't you want to take advantage of something natural and holistic? to see if it can help lessen or maybe even alleviate what you're dealing with. Why wouldn't you want to try that? So, you know, that I would say to uh, spiritual people who have a problem, you know, with hypnosis and what it really is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just kind of just, you know, sitting here, I'm just letting it all sink in. Because when you said, you know, culturally, like, you know, black people don't do that. It's, it's the same, you know, that that's the same thing when it comes to mental health and seeing therapists. That's the first thing people say is, oh, we, you know, we don't we don't go see no therapist, you know, but but a lot a lot of that. And this is kind of going off off course. So I'm very off for a minute, y'all, then I'm come right back. Um, but it, it, it goes into. A lot of the secrets that you know, with, with within African American families that we hold on to, like we, we just did a, a whole live talking about, you know, mental mental illness. You know that how like in the past people say stuff like, oh, you know that that that's just that's just Uncle Joe. You know he just crazy. You, you know what I mean? And we just kind of we just kind of blow it off. You know, or there's instances where what happens in this house stays in this house. You know, and all of those secrets that you know fester, you know what I mean? Because people don't want to, nobody wants to talk about it, you know? And we just, we just did a whole, you know, live on talking about the role of the church, you know, and about how a lot of times things aren't, they're just swept up underneath the rug, whether it be domestic violence, mental illness, molestation, things along those lines, you know? So it just kind of goes into that whole piece of just toxicity, you know, you know what I mean? And and I think we really need to, you know, start communicating about things. And and I think the, the, the first step is to acknowledge, you know what I mean? To acknowledge that, like you said, there's a lot going on, you know, presently, a lot of stuff is generational that we're dealing with. And just to be open, you know, to be open, because I think a lot of times people want to just knock something down or just discounted and they, and you know what I mean? And they haven't even, it ain't, they don't know nothing about it, but they, they know they don't want to do it. Right. Or they know it's silly or, you know, whatever, but they, but they don't know anything about it, you know? So I, that, that, that's, that's why I think things like this is very important for us to kind of really talk about it, you know? Um, so, you know, we, we're going to get to this about the happily single part. <laughs> because I know that a lot of a woman's self-esteem is attached to if she's attached to someone, you know, as if being, you know, the, 
how do you say it? The be Mrs. So and so, you know, is makes her who she is, and and this is what you can aspire to, and things of that nature. So, talk a little bit about that. I mean, you can start wherever you know wherever you want to start with that. And I'm sure I'll have questions. Sure, sure. I was I actually was raised in the church, and I remember in my 30s, I was driving in my car and listening to a Christian radio station. And they were talking about the gift of singleness and my ears perked up. And they were referencing 1 Corinthians 7, 7. And that was Paul talking to the Corinthians. Well, really it's 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 7, but I zeroed on, on verse seven, where he said that, I wish you all could be like me but everybody doesn't have that gift. You know, if you have to get married, get married. But if you cannot, you know, if you can live happily without getting married so that you can serve the Lord and devote your life, you know, to Christianity, then by all means do try to do that. And I was driving and I sat straight up and I was like, wow, I have the gift of singleness. And I was already in my early thirties. Now I've had relationships and boyfriends, don't get me wrong, but for me, I knew, again, my temperament, you know, I'm the oldest of four. Um, growing up, I always shared a bedroom with my two sisters, um, never even had my own room growing up. So for someone as introverted as me, peace, quiet, and serenity are like air. So I always felt, you know, that I just wanted to, to live on my, and I was living on my own then, but I knew that it was so important to me. And I, you know, just, just something about that. I did not want to get married because I wanted as much humanly possible control. None of us is truly in control of anything or anyone, but I wanted to make my own decisions. I wanted to live where I wanted to live, travel, work, whatever. And then when I came home, I wanted peace and quiet. <laughs> now I know that probably sounds very selfish, but it's who I am. And I knew that about myself in my twenties. And that spilled over into having children. Again, I would be knowing myself, I knew that I would love my children, but I might not necessarily like them or their choices. And I knew that as a parent, you can't control your children. You can love them and guide them and be there to support them. But ultimately they have to live their own lives. For me, that was a little bit much for me, you know. Um, just being the oldest, observing my parents' dynamic, having a lot of responsibility, uh, being the babysitter for my younger siblings, you know, all of it, had a lot to do with shaping and molding me into the person that I was in my 20s and still am in my 60s. So I just knew that the traditional path of getting married and having children is not what I wanted. So I may, and hearing that on the radio station, solidified that you have the gift of singleness. <laughs> and I was so proud of that gift. 
And here I am at 64, never married, don't have any children. And if you asked me to make that decision again today, or if I have any regrets, the answer is absolutely not. No regrets, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Has it been easy? Not always. Has it been fun? Not always. Did I often feel lonely? Mm-hmm. Did I wish I had a second paycheck a lot of times, you know, to travel more and do the thing? Mm-hmm. I'll admit all of that. I really will. But at the end of the day, when I came home, you know, my home was my, you know, the king of the castle. I'm the queen of my castle. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's serene. It's mine. I'm happy. I can breathe. I can relax. I can wear my singleness proudly, you know. And that's another thing I like to tell single women that men, we need to give men more credit. <laughs> Not that I'm an expert, but we need to give men more credit, you know, for, and I'm probably going to step on some toes, but it's okay. I'll, I'll say it anyway. Men can tell how you feel about yourself. Any people can tell how you feel about yourself how you carry yourself. Your energy is palpable. You know, when you walk into a room, if you're desperate, if angry, if you're sad, low self-esteem, you know, the, just your body language, your voice, and even the way you dress and carry yourself, I think, you know. Uh, I'm of the, the opinion that you can have a turtleneck, long sleeves, and a skirt down to your ankles. If a man can just see your ankles, <laughs> he can get a pretty good idea what your legs look like if he's a leg man. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't have to wear skin tight clothing. He can tell what, you know, if he's into, you know, your whatever body part appeals to him. They know. Trust me, they know. And I relationships throughout the decades that I've been a single woman. But I found that for me, it was a little difficult because they seem to always want more than just a friendship. Stop me okay. whatever you want. Well, I was gonna, gonna say, so I, I wanna, let's talk about that. Well, two things. Let's talk about, did you get, did you get pressured from friends and family? Like, girl, you know you need to get married. So I want you to talk about that. And how is that? How did that, how, how does that work? Like you, you know, have, you know, uh, someone that you're dating at that time and and navigating them wanting more. Or, or, what, or, or was it some situations where they didn't want more? Okay. My my mom was would always start at, would always ask that question: When are you going to get married? When am I going to have grandchildren? And once I learned about the gift of singleness, I had the language to tell people, you know. And so that that cut all of that out. I think she knew, you know. Um, and my younger sisters and brother, she has grand. You know, my mom is deceased now, but she had grandchildren, you know, before she passed away. So. The big, I heard most of it from my mother. And like I said, that stopped in my early uh, 30s. The relationships, that was kind of tricky. I think that 
I always wanted platonic friendship, number one. Um, what people don't understand is that intimacy comes in all forms. It's not just physical intimacy. You can have, you can, you need, you know, having someone to talk with, someone that you can confide and share things with and go places and do things with. That's what I wanted, you know? And at the end of the day, you go to Europe, home and I come to my home and we're fine, you know, but a lot of men or the ones that I encountered didn't want that type of dynamic, you know, they wanted a totally different thing, but I already knew who I was and what I wanted and our wants were not, you know, compatible. And I would always be honest with him upfront. Don't want to get married. Don't want to have a family. I have the gift of singleness. I'm perfectly happy. You know, and, and once you tell people that they have to process it and decide if they want to go any further. And some did and some did not. So I, wherever the chips fell, that's where they fell. <laughs> but I was steadfast in who I was and what I but did, did you find that some men felt that, oh, okay, well, she's saying that, but that's not really what she means. Did you get that? Absolutely. You know, they feel that, you know, she'll get so attached to me. She, you know, did, I'll change her. The same way that women feel about men, they feel sometimes that they can change the person. Can't do that. Okay. You know, and, and I usually could see through that right away. And at, at this point, my time is very precious and valuable to me and I don't want it wasted. So mm -hmm. I, I can usually see that, you know, a mile away and okay. it's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I also think that there's a lot of women out there that don't want to follow that quote unquote traditional path. But they're kind of bullied, if you will, by society. You know what I mean? By the magazine, the bridal magazines and movies and friends and family that are saying to them, um, you know, things like, well, that's very selfish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God put you here to. And I, I'm just I'm saying this because I know I, I, I've heard it all. <laughs> you know, God put you here to procreate. And that's like the most right. selfish thing for a woman to say that she doesn't want to have children. You know, so <laughs> that's why I think that's why I'm loving talking about this. It's it's a lot to deal with, and women are bullied, and society's image of beauty, society's image of youth. You know, being being a mom, having a career, having a, a a husband, having it all, all of that. We are beaten down with that over and over and over again. And if you don't have that, if you don't have two out of the three or one out of the three, there's something wrong with you, you know? And I will say that as you get older, it gets easier. You know, I found out in my thirties, by the time I hit 40 and 50 and 60, piece of cake, but, 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 you know, you hit bumps in the road. I will say that. And I'm at the point now where I'm willing to mentor younger women and help them navigate the minefield, if you will. You have to be strong. You have to know what makes you happy because how many people get married and they still are not fulfilled. You still feel alone. 
you still feel, you know, because you're single. That's what I keep trying to tell people. You were single before you got married. And even after you get married, you're still a single person. You take yourself everywhere you go. You have to learn to, if not love yourself, like yourself, accept yourself, know your faults, know your shortcomings. But on the flip side of that coin, know your strengths, know what you're good at, know what you bring to the table, believe it or not. And don't let anyone take that away. That's the key. It's hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. Every and, and like, you know, the Bible said, everybody can't do it. Being single is not for everyone. I get that. You know, some people just need that companionship and, and want to be in that relationship, you know, and, and don't want to live alone. Don't want that existence. They want to be mothers. They want to have children. You know, that that's what they honestly believe they were put on this earth to do. And they feel the most fulfilled being a parent. Mm -hmm. And I applaud that. I really, really do. But if that is something that you, for whatever reason, you have not experienced yet and you are still wanting it, it's okay to want that. But guess what? You have to take care of yourself and you're single. It's not selfish. It yeah. is not selfish. I'm telling people that. Put yourself first. Self-love, oh my goodness. If you can't love yourself, how can you love anyone else and how can they love you? Everything starts with self. Yeah, and it's like every, well, let, let me acknowledge Miss um, Lorraine. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining us. And a couple of comments. Intimacy comes in many forms. Mm. So many get married for fulfillment and are still not fulfilled. And Lorraine says, speak the truth. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for joining us. <laughs> like, look, look, there's a nail that you hit right on the head. And, you know, I, I just think that it just really, you know, I think... And this comes up every this comes up every session or every show, if you will. Obviously, you know, but the whole piece about feeling being told that you're selfish, you know, if you want to pursue something or and especially if what you want or you know what you like is different from the norm, you know, it's always kind of like you know, like now, even though I mean. Things are different than it was when people got married, like in the 40s and the 50s, let's just say. But now what's happening is that women are still kind of some of those expectations from the 40s and 50s are still there. It's just that we've added on to our plates. Like this, this is just my my personal belief. We've added on to our plates. So it's like, OK, you know, if you want to get out there and, you know, work a job and have a business and things of that nature, that's that's fine. But as long as everything else is still fulfilled, you know what I mean? As long as you're still cooking and cleaning and, you know, running the household and things of that nature. I just think it's just kind of, you know, you still you still got got a plate. It's just more on that plate now, you know, and we we do it well. We do. You know what I mean? We are really good at juggling. We are really good at wearing different hats, putting out this fire and stuff like that. But. Is to our, you know, eventually you'll end up burning out or you'll have, you know, a lot of anxiety or a lot of depression 
you know, wearing your immune system down, you know, things of that nature, you know. So I think it's it, it, it's it's awesome that in your 30s, you were able to take a hold of that, you know, because it's a lot of a lot of people don't even really get to that point until they're your age now. You know what I mean? Until they're in this and then they realize, oh, I shouldn't have did. You know, really, I would have been happy if blah, 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 blah. But, you know, society or my friends and family made me feel this. Like, I remember in my 30s, um, I was still in college. Wait a minute. Let me see. No, because I got out of 20. Yeah, my early 30s, I was just finishing up grad school because I took a little time off. So my mom gave me a little bit of a slight pass, just slight. But, you know, she still had that, you know, that same thing about, well, we're, you know, you need to get married and settle down. And, you know, when are my grandchildren coming? You know, things of that nature. And it's so ironic because I didn't have, I didn't have, like, my son is nine. So I didn't even have my first child until I was 40. And, by the, you know, my mom passed in 2006. You know, so she never even had a chance to, you know, meet my son. But, um just, you know, and it wasn't just her, it was, it was uncles, aunts, you know, and it was just like, you know, like, like the main focus was, okay, how you doing? Okay. So, um, are you bringing anybody special to the, to the family dinner this year? You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, you know, like I'm doing fine. And yeah, these are my goals and this is what I'm working towards, you know? And then it's like for women, then when you have a child, then that same thing happens. And it's like, you know, you don't even exist anymore. It's whatever your child is. Oh, well, how is so-and-so and oh, how they doing in school and this and that and the other, you know what I mean? And then that, then again, that, that shifts over to everything is about, you know, your children, you know, so you, you, you find a lot of women in their forties and I say forties because by that time, you know, people that had their kids, kids went off to college, you know, and they, and they're, they're just sitting there like, Okay, um, who am I? What who I am I? Right, what what, what I do now? You know what I mean? They just sitting there like just dumbfounded, you know. And I think that a lot of that comes because you don't, you know, you didn't really know who you were before you moved out of your parents' home. You moved into, you know, you got married and you had the role of a wife, the role of a mother, and you know, you never really got an opportunity to really kind of let it sink in and just really even get a feel for who you are and you know what you know, what, what, what types of things you want, you know, and I, 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 know, I know for me, um, well, I'll say this, there's women that I think would just be happy with just traveling different places. Like having having new experiences, and well, I don't mean just traveling. I mean like literally just picking up and just okay, you know what? I, I think I want to go live in London now. I'm 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 gonna go over there and you know just kind of get a job and just see what it's all about, you know. Or maybe I want to go to Cuba or Guatemala, wherever. You know what I mean? And whereas society, they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" You know? Because I remember when I when I first moved from Michigan, number two. You're gonna go by yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna go by myself. I didn't mention that that part too. Like when I mention now, I think about if traveling. I dinner, if I go to dinner by myself, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. Must be yeah. for you, but I'm okay. You know. But you know what? And the thing of it is, and I don't want to get into a man versus woman thing, but 
when men do things like that, it's fine. It's not an issue. But like even now, like you mentioned, like if I say I'm going roller skating or if I'm going to a movie, let's just say people like they get these looks, you know, when you say you're going by yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'm going by myself. Why not? And when I think about going to a movie by myself, what's the first thing that comes to my mind? I don't have to I don't have to figure out or compromise on what somebody else wants to see. This is what I want to see. The only person I got to check with is me. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or with the restaurant. We don't have to go oh, well, are you in the mood for this tonight? Uh, I'm in the mood for Indian tonight. So I'm going to the Indian restaurant up the block. That's it. You know it's what I mean? Amazing. Just, it's a beautiful thing to go to the movies and see what you want to see. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. It's, it's simple mm -hmm. things and people don't realize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say you don't go sometimes with other people, but it shouldn't be such a no. foreign thing to do something by yourself. And even like you said, with the traveling piece. Now, I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't know that I would maybe because I, I, I know I wanted to visit a couple of countries in Africa. I don't know if I would feel comfortable maybe like Maybe on my second time around, like, for example, I know I want to go to Ghana. Now, maybe if I knew someone there, like maybe if I if I knew someone here in, you know, in Michigan, let's just say. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, let me know when you are getting ready to go to Ghana. You know, my, my family, blah, 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 they're going to look out for you. Right. I would be fine with that. Now, I don't know about going there and not knowing anybody or nobody expecting me to come. I wouldn't necessarily want to do that. But I would go by myself if I knew that somebody was like looking for me, like, okay, Jackie, she's coming. All right, we, we got you. You know what I mean? Then I'll be, I'm ready to go then, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Ghana is the only African country that I visited, but I went with a church group. It was a missionary okay. project. You're right. But, you know, I, I would feel the same way. I'd be a little hesitant um, traveling abroad, you know, by myself for any length of time. You know, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I won't go to a play by myself or, you know, to visit friends or, you know, travel locally by myself. And, and that's a skill set right there. A lot of women, like you said, they come, they, they, they leave their parents home or maybe they go to college and then from there they get married. You've never even lived on your own before. You've never even built that muscle, you know. To, to to take care of yourself and be content and you know do you like your own company mm, that's a big one right there you know a lot of women have you know <clears throat> a lot of women don't know how to do that and have never experienced that like you said until maybe post-divorce or they're widowed or they've gone through a bad breakup and, and then it's like you know, right in the face, everything is in your face and it's that much harder because you're dealing with the breakup and you're still trying to find yourself at the same time where it could have been easier if you knew who you were and what you wanted, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, your, you know, your likes, your dislikes. If you kind of had a, that, that sense of self to begin with, maybe some of the traumatic breakups and divorces and other experiences wouldn't have been so painful and you would have been able to bounce back from them, you know, and kind of keep, keep it moving, you know? So it is what it is. And I think that we all learn um, as we get older and, you know, yes, 
yes, I have some regrets about remaining single all these decades, but for me, the pros far outweigh any cons for me. Like I said, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, it was a wonderful, I had a great, no, you know, there were bumps in the road, but overall, for me, it was a good decision. Yeah. And so let me acknowledge Miss um, Patricia, Coach P. How you doing, Coach P? Thank you for joining us. And she said, um, I do lots. I do a lot by myself. I enjoy me. I know that's right. And that's and that and that's really what it boils down to. You know, when you're like alone in your quiet time, you know, do you enjoy? It? You know what I mean? Or does it always have to be, you know, a forced situation? You know what I mean? And a lot, a lot of times people don't really spend any time by themselves unless, like you said, they're going through a breakup or they just got divorced or something like that. But it, you know what I mean? And they're forced to do it, you know, but right. do you really, you know, just like enjoy time by yourself, you know, um, like ladies out, out there, like, wouldn't it just be awesome? Just, just food for thought. Even to take like a little mini vacation by yourself, you know, like maybe a, even if you're not going, like the first thing that comes to my mind is Jamaica, but even if you're not going there, even if it's just maybe, um, maybe an hour away from home or even, you know, I don't know, at, at like, like maybe somewhere where you can go, you can just stay overnight and you know maybe have a nice breakfast like maybe if there's a let's say a bed and breakfast maybe in chicago and i just said chicago because i'm in michigan but you know like maybe a little mini overnight or weekend trip to chicago you know you go you have have your nice little hotel you know your nice little breakfast and lunch do a little shopping or take in a play or if it's during the summer maybe some of the street festivals whatever the case is you know just kind of get into a habit of doing something by yourself to to feed your soul you know and that's really what we that's really what we want when we talk about self-care okay exactly. um yeah so so think a little bit about that um i was just glancing out here some of the comments they're not they're not showing up on the screen but um miss lorraine said that's key knowing who you are and some need to some need to love themselves yep oh i know what i want to say for, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of times men aren't necessarily the ones that are like tugging us, like, come on, come on, come on, tugging us to get to the altar, right? They're enjoying the singleness. So I would, I would think that meeting someone like you would be like right up their alley. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we go out, we have a good time, we share each other's company, you go to your place. I go to mine, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say a lot of men, you know, that's fine in the beginning. You know, it's it's okay. It's novel. It's cute. It's interesting. But after a while, what ha what has happened for me is they want more. You know, they want uh, uh, someone to cook and clean for them. They want someone to move in. I'm being real. You know. Um, they they want you know uh, phys that physical intimacy you know and and the and the whole bit and I'm like I told you from the beginning I was totally honest with you you know and then they can't handle that so I'm I'm too old you know I always 
at this point in my life, if it didn't happen in my 30s and 40s and 50s, trust me. It ain't happening not now. Going, not going down that road in my 60s. No way. But, but I'm thinking of, now, wait, I, okay, I forgot about that, about the about the platonicness, but still platonic? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Okay, now I could see him not being down with that over a long period of time. You know, again, my my decision, you know, that that that's just, you know, works for me. You know, it doesn't work for everybody. So, but you, you know, what? if you don't mind, well, I know if you don't mind me asking, I know you, you know, you'll shut it down. But so why was the platonicness a component of it? Like, because I mean, you could and I, I'm, I'm just curious because you could still have the, you know, the the physical intimacy part, you know, the all the extras, if you will. And still, okay, you go to the place. All right, see, see you next weekend. You know, so I'm just curious as to why did you choose to do it like that? Again, just needing my space, mm. you know, and you know that. And what I find is that, not to to bash men or anything, but men hold on to who they are. They keep their hobbies. They keep their friends. Mm -hmm. Whatever they did before they settled down. If it was important to them, they still do it, even as married men. So as a woman, I knew, you know, reading and sleeping and writing and, you know, just having that lots and lots of quiet time and pampering myself. I knew that that was important to me and that I would take away from me time, you know, if I got into a really serious, committed kind of relationship. And I... I held on to that. I held on to that fiercely and still do. You know, there are certain things that are just non, like I said, you're going to have your place. I'm not moving in with you and you're not moving in with me. Bottom line. And that's a hard pill to swallow. You're laughing, but I set I guidelines. Set guidelines. <laughs> know what you want, know what you don't want, know what you can do and what you cannot do mm -hmm. and be consistent, you know, and if they're, if, if they're not for you, they're not for you. And a lot mm -hmm. of women, I think we know that, you know, everybody can't handle a strong woman, an opinionated woman, a woman who knows who she is and what she wants. Everybody can't handle that. And it's okay as long as you can handle it and as long as you're happy and content. Gotcha. Yeah. And just, I'm, I'm going to say this one last part about it. Um, moving into the holidays, you know, Christmas, well, Thanksgiving and Christmas, this is also a rough time for people um, in terms of, you know, spending time with family and, um, you know, whether it's bringing someone home, like a serious person home, you know, to a family dinner or, you know, the, you know what I mean? These are just times where a lot of, where you have a lot of people feeling very depressed, you know, because they're not, you know, linked up with someone or maybe they lost loved ones around this time of the year or don't have, you know, their, their loved ones around, you know, so this we're moving into a very um, difficult time for a lot of individuals, you know, like I know, I know for me, my mom, my mom passed in October, you know, so she didn't pass like around Thanksgiving or Christmas time. But 
you know, that that's family time. And I, I remember how excited my mom used to get around Christmas time. I mean, she would just, she would, oh, she was, she just got so, and, and it's like Christmas has never been the same without her, you know? Right. So I don't know for right. a lot of, a lot of people around this time, it's even more difficult for them to bring it back to what we're talking about, more difficult for them to embrace their singleness around this time, you know? But yeah, so, so, okay, I'm looking at the time here. Let me just see if there's a couple of other, oh, Kim. Hey, Miss Kim, that's my cousin. How are you? How's Arizona? What, what's the what's the weather like there? That's what I want to know. What's the weather like? Because I know here in Michigan, we keep flip-flopping back and forth. Okay, and Miss Lorraine made a comment. She said her husband does all the cooking and helps her clean mm. and we give her another space. I can't complain. You know what? It makes me laugh because what I what I was laughing about earlier was when you made the comment that um what did you say? Um you said initially when you guys, you know, every when it starts out everything is all good, but eventually you said they want somebody to come and cook and clean. Because it, you know, like you said, we're not male bashing, but come on, let's let's keep it real. Yes, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, and I'm like, I'll cook for myself and I'll clean for myself. Thank you very much. You know, and that's 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 all she wrote. <laughs> Look, you go on ahead and hire that maid that you've been putting off all these years. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That was that that was that was kind of funny. I mean. Because you know, and and it goes into that 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 whole joke that that people make, like when they go into a man's house or apartment, they can always tell if it's a bachelor's pad, you know, versus mm -hmm. if it's, you know seeing someone, you know. So, yeah. But th this is this is so awesome. So okay, I'm looking at the time. So we, I think we've been going now for about an hour because we started a little bit late. So let's let's finish it off with your topic <clears throat> and i'm and i'm pretty sure we kind of dove into it a little bit but what you know how would you like to to close it off like what do you want to leave people with or if it's more you want to say in reference to your topic that we didn't cover you know feel free to do so no i i think we pretty much covered i just want women to know that we are all single we're all in the same boat you know singleness comes in different forms but basically, it's an internal mindset that we are all single. And how you feel about that singleness and how you wear it and how you navigate through life, thats that makes all the difference. So just learn to embrace your singleness in whatever form it is, you know, and never lose sight of self. And, and with the hypnosis... Mm -hmm. Do you find that that can also help someone kind of get more aligned with, you know, like getting to know themselves better or just becoming more aligned with what their purpose is? Because, you know, some people just some people, well, they may be suffering from depression, anxiety and so forth. But sometimes people also need help with, with clarity and just kind of really not knowing, you know, what they should be doing or how, you know, just just needing more clarity in their life. Absolutely. I, I, I am seriously considering making that sort of my niche, if you will, um, kind of a hypnosis for singleness, 
you know, helping people come to that self-awareness and self-realization. Sometimes it may stem from low self-esteem, you know, or something that, like you said, a trauma or something that happened when you were younger. But hypnosis basically opens up your subconscious mind to possibilities. You know, if you can see it, you can achieve it kind of thing. And helping someone just achieve their singleness or reclaim their singleness or their personhood, if you will. Definitely hypnosis is, is wonderful for that. And, and also, um, uh, if I could just talk about what I'm offering right now mm-hmm. as yep. a hypnotist, I have what I call a pandemic special, you know, for those who are just interested and curious about hypnosis. For $30, I will give you a virtual 30-minute hypnosis relaxation session. It's just basically meditating, guided meditation, if you will. And it's just something to give you a taste of what hypnosis feels like, how relaxing and soothing it is, how rejuvenating it is. So that's my pandemic uh, special, $30 for a 30-minute meditation session. So that's one thing I'm offering. And I also, uh, for as I mentioned, hypnotists, we try to get three sessions in within a 21 to 30 day period to really have the most impact. Uh, First time clients, I have a special rate. It's $80 for that hour. And as mentioned, with your permission, I will record your audio and send you an MP3 of it so you can listen to your session whenever you want. So, uh, but this, my normal rate is like $100 an hour. So if you were to get three sessions within 30 days, that would be $280, 80 for the first hour and 100 for the remaining two. Or if you just want to try the 30 minute relaxation, that's just $30. My, my website is L hypnosis, L for Laverne. So that's L hypnosis.com. And you can reach me on Facebook under Laverne Denise, you know, and, and like I said, just being a single woman and trying, you know, marrying who I am with what I do gives me the greatest pleasure, you know, just helping others rediscover what it means to be happily single. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So my, my cousin, Kim, I asked her earlier, what was the temperature in, in Arizona? She said 80s, 90s. Wow. Mm. So doing Thanksgiving outside. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, so she she said that that you you touched her soul and that she's gonna she called us, I guess, kind of towards the end, but she's gonna go back and listen from the beginning. Good, excellent. Thank you. That makes me feel really good. If I could just reach one person, you know. Um, and if you want, if I also have a free consultation if you just want to ask questions and I can take you through what hypnosis is. I can do an imagination exercise to help you discover how strong your imagination is. You know, there's so much that I offer just doing during the consultation, you know, uh, that it's worth it, you know, that, and that's totally free so that you can reach me, direct message me on Facebook at any time for a free consultation. I like that too about the imagination exercise, and yeah. to take to take this to a you know because my my I, my 
primary audience is coaches and consultants. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking about when you just said that, that imagination exercise, we all know that a huge component of the success of our business is our mindset, you know, and this is a way or something that could help you, you know, obviously gain, gain clarity, but also help clear out some of that um, negative um, self-defeating thoughts that are stored within our subconscious. Because like you said, on a conscious level, we might say, oh, I, I, you know, I'm worthy of this and, you know, I want abundance and, and, and I, you know, I believe in myself. I believe in the, my, my product and my, the transformation I provide, right? But on a subconscious level or unconscious level, um, we don't, we don't feel that. We don't really feel okay. that, you know, and the subconscious is so, so powerful and that maybe, just maybe, if you are not manifesting or things are not um, progressing the way that that you want them to be progressing in your business, maybe you know this might be a good idea to at least do a consultation to you know just try to really examine and see and basically like clear all that baggage out, you know, and just start you know start fresh and you know for the new year we got a new year's coming. I know it's right around the corner, you all, because. By the time Halloween hits, after we hey trick or treat, trick, you know, before we know it would be Happy New Year. You know what I mean? We'll be bringing in a new year, so maybe this is a good opportunity to, you know, turn things around and to and to get some clarity. You know, to get exactly. some clarity. Exactly, and just dealing with the pandemic. You know, you know, twenty twenty is over, but in my estimation, we still have twenty twenty one to go, and I, I venture to guess that the ball if not the whole year will be in the same situation so just coping with what's going mm -hmm. on right now and, and like you said starting mm -hmm. the new year off on the best you know in the best possible position to do your mm -hmm. very best you know mm -hmm. all of that's critical yep you're right and we didn't even really talk about that about this pandemic and how that has really you know impacted everybody because i know i know me personally <laughs> This homeschooling thing. <laughs> I know. My heart goes out. My heart goes out. <laughs> Let me just say this. Okay, teachers, you know, I really appreciate you guys, and I don't see how you do it. <laughs> they need to pay all teachers to be paid top salary. Top salary, mm -hmm. you know. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Miss Laverne Denise is here for you ladies, you know, reach out to her. Um, so thank you again for everything. And thank you for those ladies that joined us and all, all of you that will catch the replay. And Miss Laverne, I think once we end, I think you can share it from your, I think you can grab it from my page and share it out too. So thank you. I'll do that. Yes. So any, any, anything else or are you, you ready to go ahead and, and end? I'm pretty good. Just thank you again, Jackie. I appreciate you. I appreciate all you do and for inviting me to be on the show because the more people I can talk to, especially, you know, women and, and, and people of color, I'm so happy. So it's an honor and I do appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. You have so much to offer, so much to offer. And I love talking with you. I love your energy and I, I learn something every time we 
every time we have a conversation. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. So we're going to go ahead and end. So uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. This was Eight Queens Roundtable Show. I'm your host, Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. I have my awesome guest here with us today, Miss Laverne Denise. So every second and fourth Sunday of the month, follow my Realizing Your Potential 123 so you can stay updated on when, well, you know when, every second and fourth Sunday, but so that way you would know who the next guest is going to be. All right, so you don't want to miss it. And also, A Queen's Roundtable Quarterly Symposium is coming up in January. The third, I believe it's the third weekend in January, the 17th. So still accepting speaker applications. So get your application in if you are interested in participating in the summit. And the topic is going to be focused or it's going to be focused on everything wellness. So how to mental wellness, physical wellness and spiritual wellness. So if that is your jam or your area of expertise, then please do your speaker's application today. All right, everyone. So thanks again, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.